Hello there, everybody. Welcome back to the Sparkles and Rhinestones pageant podcast. It has been a hot minute. I am your host, Hannah Golding, uh, the founder of Sparkles and Rhinestones and not a new queen. <laughs> uh, I'm completely sashless right now. What a feeling. What a feeling. And that is what we're going to talk about today because we have had pageant land reopen again. Of course, there are pageants that were happening from June onwards. COVID regulations and last week pageant world opened back up for so many people from all over the UK to watch. I know that there are still restrictions in Scotland and I think Wales but England have said here you go have some sparkles back in your weekend and boy (laughs) are we all still feeling it especially as Yesterday was the Royal Miss International Finals as well, and next week there's Miss Eco, and we have Diamond coming up. We have so many pageants happening right now. Um, it's hard to fit it all in our diaries. Um, but the reason I wanted to do a podcast today is I've got actually got several um podcasts to record. I would be prepared like Jessica Barkley from the Pageant Land. Um. But sadly, I will not be taking the leaf out of a book because my mind is everywhere. <laughs> so sorry, Jessica, your planning is immense and incredible. Um, but I'm not at that level yet. Mine's just record when I can. So shout out to Jessica, I do love you. Um, <laughs> so going back to the subject of what I was talking about. Um, yeah, I have several podcasts to record. Um, when and when, as I said, we haven't put an episode on here since June when we were talking about standing up and using our voices. Uh, so this episode is just going to be talking about my personal preparations in the lead up to the UK's National Miss Finals, as well as like the feeling afterwards. So I've touched on this before in um, an episode of Dealing Disappointment about the feeling of not winning. Uh, and other disappointments that may happen within pageantry. But I want to touch on it more today um, in regards to what has happened. And yes, because I know a lot of girls are feeling all different types of way right now. So in this episode, I'm going to discuss preparation in the lead up to the finals, what I wanted to represent, the finals itself, and then the finals afterwards. Uh, and before anything, some there are some observations and some things that I'm going to be talking about, um, where things that I've seen, uh, things that I've heard, and my personal opinions on them. So everything that I do on the pageant podcast here on Sparks and Rhinestones is all my personal opinions when it comes to coaching, pageantry, different elements of pageantry. It's all me. And you can take many different opinions. Um, there's always going to be conflict in uh, opinions, difference of interest in pageantry. That's what makes us unique is we're not all following, you know, this one path. Um, but yeah, you're... I don't want anyone to think that this is a personal attack on anyone in particular. I don't want people to think I'm being shady or petty because everyone always assumes that. And sometimes I'm actually being really nice. (laughs) Uh, I just, I must have been a drag queen in a previous life with the amount of shade. Um, But there's nothing in this that is attacking anyone. It's just sometimes of how I want to represent myself. And what I try and help others with... um, but before you'll you'll be wondering like oh what's the tea girl there's no tea there's no tea at all, um but just from my experiences and everything this is what we will talk about so let's get into it first of all when I sent my application I sent my application in September um after seeing um what was happening with internationals of course I was awarded the Young Miss International Lifetime Queen I wanted to make sure that this wouldn't be affecting my chances of winning because being awarded that title is an incredible achievement but it also means that I have that title for life it's a title that I can always go back to the contract states that I can enter many different pageants um it's just if the pageant I'm entering are okay with it so when I emailed about my application so I put my application in and I got the acceptance letter of course I emailed stating this is what I do I do work for another pageant I work for Young European International Miss as the social media manager and also official coach 
uh, as well as the international pageants. I do their social media as well, which I need to catch up on this weekend. Uh, <laughs> forever not doing what I should be doing, procrastinating. It's been a long week. It's been a long week. Um, and also having my award of the Young Miss International um, Lifetime Queen, which I'm still yet to receive because FedEx have lost my parcel twice, which is not fun at all. Um, so that's why when I said sashless, although technically I do have a title, um, I am completely sashless. So I'll be still be going to events sashless because I don't go to the events because I have a title. I go to them because I love pageantry. I love my fundraising. I love everything that I do. And I also wanted to make them aware that I'm a coach as well, because I know for some systems um, it can be an issue. So I wanted to be completely open and transparent and like, this is this, this is that. Um, you know, there will be a week that I'll be in Texas wearing a different crown, should I win? Um, and everything was fine, perfectly fine. Of course, obviously Texas didn't happen this year, because obviously this is last year. Texas didn't happen this year either. Um, so we are still, nothing was affected at all. So I got my, I paid my entry fee in September. I got my sash in the October. And that's where the work started. So I already had my evening gown sorted because of my handover. I had that gown ready and waiting. Usually I'd wait about three months until I get um, my gown. If I'm ordering, I make sure I have enough time to be able to do alterations. Uh, so, for example, my dress needed no alterations this time. Um, I could have got it altered to be a little bit shorter, but because with everything with the help operation, um, I didn't want to get it shorter to then have to, like when I can actually wear bigger heels, <laughs> um, it'd be too short for me. You see the predicament there. Um, so... It, in October, I had my sash for the first time. I announced it via TikTok because I'm extra like that. Um, and I wanted to make sure that everything I did with that sash was because I wanted to. I wanted to represent my pageant brand. And when we say represent pageant brand, um, it's, you know, what you want to be perceived as from the judges. So what do you offer in pageantry? What are you known for? What do you want to showcase in your time as pageantry and when I say pageant brand for myself I'm not talking about sparks and rhinestones that's completely separate because that's a pageant business as such um but my personal brand of course is being open and honest about everything being transparent you know being a plus-size advocate being someone who talks about mental health and being an advocate for that as mental health is my platform so everything I did all the campaigns I joined in were campaigns that were um, personal to me, campaigns that I knew that I could educate people on, ones that I really believed in. I didn't want to wear every single colour of the rainbow and post every single awareness day because not all of them resonated with me. So I would join in the ones that I wanted to join in and the campaigns I wanted to do, and the campaigns that I ran because I wanted to. So, for example, in May, I did the A to Z of mental health. In June, I did the Pride Flags of Hannah to showcase all the different Pride Flags. Um, before, so before UK's National Miss, in Women's History Month, I did a, a thing every day educating about um, the different powerful women that we have here in the world, being that inspiration. Um I like, I like things to have themes. So, for example, with mental health, we have May for Mental Health Awareness Week, and is Mental Health Awareness Month in America. September we have Suicide um, Prevention Day, and then a month later we have World Mental Health Day. So I like things to have a theme. I like things to work, and especially for me, all the stuff I do. I want to be able to make sure that I can get that across in my interview because that is what you're doing. We say, obviously, you want to get all these appearances and appearances didn't count for UK's National List. So I wasn't too fussed on the things I was doing, but I wanted everything to have like my 100%, you know, not 60, not 70, my 100%. Uh, so all the fundraising I did, all the collections I did, there were causes that I wanted to fundraise for, you know, 
uh, creating pageant con for Mind UK, creating the children's book, making all these different things and making sure that I could get these examples across in my interview. So, for example, if I got asked what I had done in the lead up, rather than saying I joined in so many different campaigns on social media, I actually had, I did this collection, I did that collection, I did this series, I did this series, you know, I had my podcast, I had everything like that. Um, I had examples that I could use and talk about more. Um, and that was the most important thing for me is to know that any given point of time, whenever it was the judges or whether it's anyone interviewing me online, I had something that I could say. There was always a point to go back to. I always had those bullet points in my head. So when you are doing your pageant journey, pick, don't over sell yourself and and make sure you're here there and everywhere try and focus on what is important to you it's great to donate to people as well um but you have to donate within your means don't feel guilty because people have donated to you but you've not donated to them people are in different positions um making different money (laughs) different life situations um but honestly, support can be just sharing it if you if you don't get it. If they don't put any money, it could just be just sharing it. Um, don't feel overwhelmed with having to donate to everyone's and having to join everyone's campaigns. It's staying true to yourself, staying true to you. So in regards to preparation as in coaching, of course, I coached myself uh, because I am a pageant coach. I would love to have had some coaching from different coaches. However, there is always the thought in the back of the head of they're going to steal different techniques from me. They're going to steal, you know, I'm going to adapt it into my training and and things like that. And also bodies move in different ways as well. Um, So I am a plus size body. So what walk might work for one girl is not going to work for me. Um, like the same with the outfit choices and things like that. I had to figure out what was going to be the best for me. So I always, I haven't had a pageant interview since 2017, but because I coach interview, I'm very well versed in the different types of questions you're going to get. Um, and even my interview there was one question well there's one question that was worded um which could have been similar to other questions so I you know I answered that there's one question that I've heard before but I never practiced myself um but once again you can adapt and change so I would be practicing interview every week because I would be doing interview questions with my clients and then for myself as well having the interview flashcards was such a saving grace for me. I don't know why I didn't think of it earlier when I wrote the handbooks. I don't know why no one else has thought of them earlier. I searched, I searched for them and, you know, someone else could have popped up with them somewhere. Um, someone else could be doing it for their clients personally, but it was nothing was ever like on sale. So it was really good because there were a hundred different cards I could be getting answering all these different questions and be surprised with the question that was on there rather than picking from a list and thinking I'm going to pick that question today I'm going to pick that question today um so if you haven't got your interview flashcards honestly I recommend getting them they're only 15 pound for a hundred laminated um but they really helped me um I had them in my uh, hotel room I was going through them with different clients as well before their finals um so yeah that one really helped on regards to walk so if you hadn't known I actually had major hip surgery and I always like pie it off like oh it's just a little hip surgery it was major hip surgery uh, about four months ago now and this has actually been a problem of mine for four years I was on the galaxy stage for Wales in 2017, because I'm part Welsh, 
Um, so for me, it was more comfortable to compete um, in the Wales finalist. It wouldn't be as overwhelming. Um, but also half my time was spent in Wales anyway with appearances. So it really made sense. Um, <laughs> I loved my Welsh pageant family and I loved being able to see them at different events. And yeah, I was always, always going to Wales. Um, but then a week later, then I entered Miss Inspiration as a last minute entry, and I love Miss Inspiration. Um, it's such a fun system to compete in. Um, however, my hip was so so bad. Um, the flights of stairs, I couldn't go up. I took had to take my shoes off, um, for results and for me, that's something I would never do. Um. So yeah, it was not a very good time. And that's when I was like, something's wrong. Because especially as I was a personal trainer then. So, you know, I was in very much good health, very fit, eating right. And this was still happening. So I went for x-rays and MRIs and they did find something wrong. Um, So I was put on the list for surgery, taken off um, when I gave birth, put back on after I gave birth. <laughs> And four years later, so when I planned for this in October, I was going to the gym to get strong. And this is where the start of the, the thing will make sense. Because I I hate the mentality that you have to lose weight for a pageant. Turning up and losing weight is completely different. It's a different mindset. Um, because people will say, if you're losing weight, right, you need to go on a diet, you need to take this out, this out, this out, you need to restrict yourself. Like, I've heard of people, like, being encouraged to eat cotton wool, for goodness sake. Like, it's disgusting. I've heard of coaches who have said to their clients that they need to lose weight. And I want to tell you right now, I think that's disgusting. Um, as I said, I can't confirm or deny this because I've never heard it personally. Um, however, as I said, you, you hear a lot um, through the pageant grapevine. And... If I was told to lose weight by a coach, I would be extremely insulted because you don't know the person's circumstances. For me, I have PCOS, so my weight fluctuates. I have more testosterone than I need, um, <laughs> more than I need, which makes weight gain very easily. But also, I had this condition when I was exercising seven days a week and eating great, and I would still be a plus-size girl, then having someone to tell me I need to lose this amount of weight and I'd win a pageant, it's disgusting. You don't know if the girl, if the client has an eating disorder, if they have a history of it, if this would be triggering to them. Um, it's gross, quite frankly, and also as a coach, you don't have that say. It's... It, <laughs> I guess in America and things like that, it's different. And international, if you want to be like that, you look and go, okay, these girls are like that. And this is why there are different systems for everyone. Um, but also, there needs to be change sometimes. And this is why I advocate so much for plus-size pageantry in mainstream pageants. Um, people get sick of it, but I'm still going to say it because it needs to be a thing. It needs to be a thing. Um, but regardless of that, it's... Yeah, we... As, there's no formal qualifications to be a pageant coach. There's not. Um, but do you have a personal training qualification to tell people how to lose weight safely? Are you um, sending them to a nutritionist or sending them to a qualified coach, as in a personal trainer, to help with this? By literally telling them how to do, like, nutritional advice is so bad. Um, and I said, this is just me, like, speaking about it. I don't actually know if if these coaches have told them to lose weight, if they've given them a plan, if they've given them an exercise plan. I literally have no clue. I'm just assuming that if you tell someone to lose weight, you're going to give them options of how to do that. Um, now, turning up is different. Turning up is you might want to feel more toned and more, like, the look of toned is is a slimmer effect, I guess, but also toned, you know, you could have big thighs, you could have big arms, like, it's muscle strength, and muscle strength will really help you in regards to your posture, um, it will really help, you know, you feeling a lot stronger, endurance, you know, you know, it will make you look better in your outfits, you may lose weight, yes, you may lose inches, um, but also, also this is a time of when you plan it, because you don't want to plan it three months before your final and then you find out that you don't fit in any of your outfits because they're too 
big for you now. And then you have to look for even more. And then you have to walk in. It just gets messy. So basically, I'll never tell anyone to lose weight. I might say for some core strengthening exercises. And as a personal trainer, as a qualified personal trainer, since 2013, I have the qualifications to give you advice about fitness. I'm not going to give you advice about nutrition because although I am qualified, I don't have the additional qualifications to create meal plans for you and to, you know, look at your total calorie expenditure and, and you know, your, your basal metalo- metabolism rate um, and work all that out for you. I can give you that information, but I would strongly suggest to going to a nutritionist or going to a personal trainer um, that can help you and, you know, if that is an additional thing of what a pageant girl wants from me, I can do that. I am qualified. That is how I have my coaching qualifications, you know, because I've been a personal trainer since 2013. But I digress with that. I was working on my fitness with um, guests back to the gym, working on upper body strength, lower body strength, and then the operation, bam, messed it all up. <laughs> it messed up my walk. I had to relearn to walk. Uh, I couldn't do the sassy turns and this of course could ha- had a massive impact on my mental health but also like when I was coaching face-to-face I would have the hall I would coach my girls and I'd also do walks myself and from those walks I would film them and I would then be able to analyze what parts I needed to change so this is what you want to do as well if you're prepping if you have a coach you can send these videos to your coach um you could do it virtually face-to-face, always ask your coach for videos of you, um, we're always getting them, but I always like to film videos at the start of session, at the end of session, and then see, and if I'm telling them to do something, I will show in the video, I'm like, look, this is what you're doing, that needs to be changed, or this bit's incredible, but let's change this bit, because you want the perfect walk for you, different body types, different walks, different abilities, I'm not going to tell everyone to spin, like a sassy spin, because it doesn't suit everyone's personality as well. So you have to think of everything. Because for me, I really wanted to do the sassy spins, but my leg literally, I had to go a different way because, yeah, I couldn't turn. So my preparation was, of course, interview coaching every week. Um, from Basically from October, um, I would go through it. Every time, every spare time I'd get... I'd go through a couple of questions. I do it even now. I'm, I'm not competing for another year or so yet. So as well as that, walking every um, every month I'd have the um, venue, but usually like every month and then like every like two weeks before finals, like, like the last three months. Last three months are really important. So yep, record yourself, look at yourself with videos, look at how you're posing. If you don't have the space in your room, um in your house it's literally four steps and pose and then how you get out that pose to go back think about how you do that first and master that before you then master the walking because um watching some of the pageant final finalists this week last weekend um a lot of girls are walking really fast a lot of the girls weren't holding the poses and were really unsure um, so for what I do as well, what I did is I know the stage is because it's the same for Galaxy um, and obviously Power Pageant, which is now the Pageant Weekender. So I know the walking pattern of both of it. And that's what I tell my clients as well. I know the thing. You will be on the stairs at the top. Luckily, it's just you because it used to be everyone like like be like eight girls and you'd go back onto the step and you'd have to wait there and stand there for ages um it's it's so um it's so smooth um so um with all that you go from the top of the stairs a couple of steps down then you do your first pose in the middle then you go to the right pose go to the left, pose, and then you go back for a half second and then you go off. Even where you step down, pose, teardrop, pose, and then go off. So I know that pattern. Um, but unfortunately for me, I had to go right then left because of the movement of my leg simply did not allow for me to do it. I Like there's if my legs go a bit far, it pops. It's really, it's a really weird sensation. It's a really weird thing. And I could be in a lot of pain and 
honestly, it catches me day to day still. I'm trying to, like with my rehab, I'm trying to get the strength of my legs and all the fun stuff, um, which reminds me, and I need to set the step up for physio tomorrow. He's now giving me steps. Did I tell him I uh, walked in heels? No, I did not, because he would have told me off. Um, listen to your physio and professionals, guys. <laughs> um, so, of course, I had to account for the smaller heels. I have yet to find the perfect pageant heel, but I know for me, especially being a plus size woman, a chunky heel is a lot better. And also a platform, it takes the pressure off. I love my Chinese laundries. I can't walk in them right now, of course, because of the injury. Um, but they used to work perfect for me for evening wear, uh, fashion wear, maybe knocks, you know, can be as sassy. Um, you have to wait, you have to look at the perfect heel because also I saw a lot of toes hanging out of strappy heels now you have to remember that it may look perfect when you're posing but as soon as you start walking your foot pushes forward so make sure that the shoe fits even if you have to size up i am a wide fit feet i am a size seven technically but i have to buy size eight shoes because my feet are too big and the toes start to escape so the jonathan kane and the mark fang ones mark fans are too narrow for me um toes out all the time that little pinky was like bye (laughs) i'm not being a part of this um so making sure you have the perfect heel and walking in your heels so now on to outfits that i would talk about my evening wear as i said i already i already got but i would plan to have three months i ordered my fashion wear in december to arrive um february it arrived march um there was a delay in that however it was okay because the original date got postponed but what i wanted to do is have enough time um because most custom made things take about three months um or if you're ordering from dress shops sometimes you can take up to three months i wanted to make sure i had enough time to make any alterations which i had to and funny story so i designed my fashion wear I designed it to have a one shoulder, so I did the drawing. It's actually, I think there actually might be a drawing of it in um, the handbook uh, <laughs> of one of the original ones I wanted. Uh, tassel dress, uh, one shoulder, big, long, so I could swoop it. He got one, and he did it on both sides, which, you know, wasn't my design, but I was like, okay, that's cool. Uh, then he made it into an A-line skirt. So, like, you know, basically a skirt that goes out. Um, it has tassels on. So, it basically crumpled up at the bottom, um, which you can see in the practice videos that I've done when I was walking it. So, me being me, adjusting mine, I cut it. I made it shorter. Then I realised I made it too short. So, I didn't want people to see cheek in the audience. So, of course, I adjusted, I sewed, and I made it a bit shorter. Obviously, like, extra length in the in the back and shorter at the front so nothing would have been showing and it didn't do the crumple bend that it did beforehand so overall really good with that (laughs) um but doing that a week before the pageant final was stressful but we got there so sportswear uh was tricky to find but i started to look for that in um after April, so May, June time, the reason was because I knew that that would be the easiest one, even though it was the hardest, because I ordered from six different places, Um, it would be the easiest one to source, so there were sports shops everywhere, like, you know, it wasn't something that I need to custom made, Um, and if you're a plus size woman, it's very hard to find one that's not see-through, uh, <laughs> but with all my outfit choices, I needed to make sure that they suited my frame, so my shape. They needed to suit my skin colouring and they needed to suit my hair colouring. Um, so I am now a redhead and I had temptations of just dyeing my hair red before the final. I was like, no, because the red outfits that I'd have for day one would clash. Now, of course, UK's National Mistress was a two day as well. So the outfits, some of the outfits I had had in my wardrobe for years. Now, if you don't need to buy a new wardrobe for every single pageant outfit, you can reuse outfits. You can, especially if they're not being judged as well, it's what looks good on you and what feels good for you to represent yourself because you are representing your brand. Um, So I had 
the red dress was a COVID lock, the first lockdown buy. The second outfit, the blue outfit, was an outfit I bought in 2019. Um, absolutely loved it. The zip broke on it afterwards, so that was fun. Um, but you know, it was it was all good. Um, pink PJs I had to buy new because I don't have pink PJs. Um so <laughs> I had to get new ones. Um and the sportswear was just any sportswear that I would wear because we weren't being judged on it. It was no colour theme, uh, nothing. But the second one, so opening wear, I wore a like a bluey silver dress that I'd worn I'd worn already. Uh then I want a baby blue. Baby blue really suits me. Blues really suit me. So I I picked colours that worked well for me. Royal blue, um, and then the white and gold, of course, very Grecian like. So I wanted to make sure that the outfits fitted me, um, and I had enough time to adjust. Um and also walking heels as well. I needed to make sure that they were the right length, the right heels. I could walk in them, pose in them, and do that. So if you are preparing for your pageant, make sure that you are doing this in the last three months. You've got enough time to adjust and sew anything if needs be. Um, and then it goes on to your packing, making sure your earrings are matching. Uh, so of course, you all know that I have a massive earring collection. I love shopping at Earring Envy. Um, probably one of Andy's biggest. <laughs> like, oh, there's more earrings. How did they get in there? Um, especially as I bought three pairs at the finals. <laughs> but they were there. Of course they were there. Um, so also packing. Um, sometimes pack a couple of spare outfits just in case. Always pack more underwear than you need to. Um, and you know, makeup, tan, if you haven't planned, just in case, you know, you have a tan disaster, um, I had a spray tan there, and it worked really well, um, so I'm really happy with that, and that was black tan, um, black magic tan, yeah, so that's worked around, I'm still tan now, there are bits that are fading around my armpits, <laughs> um, but, yes, packing the essentials, and then, for this pageant, because there were three days beforehand, now you're watching a pageant, and this is also what I want to talk about. Um, so I pride myself on being, you know, that open and transparent person, very honest, very real, very realistic. Um, if I'm in pageant day, if I'm in pageant down for five days, there is going to be a day I'm going to be casual, especially if I'm not competing that day, I'm going to be comfortable. I remember posting about how um, I was in comfy clothes on the drive up and, you know, no makeup, fresh faced, hair up, you know, it was a heat wave, we were stuck in traffic for ages anyway, um, and someone was like, um, you know, you should be dressed up to go to that. I was like, my final's not until Monday anyway, um, and I get the experience, you go there fully dressed up, but then who are you impressing on there it's just for your social media isn't it that's what it is and you know meeting other pageant girls there it's great and that's what happens when you go to Miss Universe and and all of that it's it's great to be in that mindset but especially when competition is over like or even if you're not competing the whole weekend like relax sometimes put some trainers on get some comfy clothes on doesn't mean that you have to be or even just some casual day dresses um I, like, Saturday we went to Blackpool, uh, and then Sunday we were just around the hotel because I had coaching, I had my tan as well, so I was literally just in a baggy t-shirt and shorts, and I always want to feel comfortable, and I don't want people to feel like you have to be dressed up all the time, that's just for social media, yes, there could be judges around, but they shouldn't be judging you on, you know, day three, <laughs> and you have to be dressed up and uncomfortable in a corset dress, even in time, yes, you want to be dressed up and looking fine. And that's also another thing is packing and getting your outfits for evening. Now, you can wear, there's no such thing as being overdressed. Well, within reason, you're not going to be wearing a dress with a 50-foot train just to watch pageant final. Um, incredible, the photos would be. Uh, but yeah, ball gowns, you know, short dresses, 
split dresses, anything like that. It doesn't have to cost the world. My outfits were from Pretty Little Thing, ASOS and Sheen. The first dress I wore was a great dress, a little split in there. It was literally 20 quid from ASOS. Like, not much at all. The dress from Sheen, actually the zip broke. So this is why I always bring a thread invisible thread and a needle and some scissors because I cut the zip up and re-sewed it up and it fitted fine, perfectly done. You have to be careful with the material as well. This is a velvet material, so it worked. You would never have known, <clears throat> never have known. But yes, so on to everything now. Um, so with those, you want to make sure that you're comfortable in the outfit because if you're, this, you're going to be watching for a long time, Evening gown is usually the last, it's the one you usually spend the most time in when you're in a pageant final, but you think of, you do stage walk, you have the interval, and then it's crowning. Whereas if you're in a really tight ball gown, you're there from 6.30 until 11 odd in that gown. So you want to be comfortable, looking stylish, but comfortable as well. Honestly, that is, that is the motto. <laughs> But also, you know, it's for you as well, dressing up. Remember that these, like, the whole time your pageant journey is for you. Um, so we packed that, and we also packed um, a microwave and an omelette maker. Honestly, because we spent five days there. When we go to Galaxy, we're not going to pack as much, but um, we need a cool box as well. But we decided that, you know, <clears throat> we weren't going to be ordering the food and the food as well as yeah it was very overpriced which hotel food can be sometimes and ordering from uber it can be overpriced as well so i wanted to make sure that we were still getting food and having the omelet maker was there was great i love omelets uh <laughs> which is all good um so yes honestly um having something like that as well making sure you pack plenty of snacks so pageant prep uh, walking every month and then two weeks before final for me I had to obviously stop walking when I was on crutches I was learning how to walk again um, and even now it's a struggle I'm so tired like this whole week has killed me off I won't be fully recovered until September I don't think but with all of that um, I also, yep, interview prep every week and then following, like, leading up. So this is just the recommended thing. Now, on to the mental ap approach. This time, and I say it as much, I try to practice what I preach, is not looking at what your competition is doing and, and getting in your head. Um, one thing I was really happy with was, or oh, maybe I just can't remember, um, <laughs> When you watch your competition's walks in rehearsals and you're like, oh my goodness, I do not know how anyone walked until I've seen the videos afterwards. Um, so I'm not comparing myself. We all walk differently. Um, not comparing myself at all. Uh, so yeah, don't watch your competition if you feel like that's going to be a big trigger for you. Keep your own mind focus on your own things. As I said, with those videos of what you recorded beforehand, I said, I know what points I need to do. And then we have the pageant final. Exhausting couple of days. Let's get into it. I placed second runner-up and I was very happy with that. I walked off that stage and cried my eyes out because I was in so much pain. And after this is the interval. So I, I do regret not being able to fully immerse myself in pageant land by getting, you know, I spoke to so many people that weekend and, you know, I wish I could have spoken to you more. I wish I could have relaxed more. Um, but pain, 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 pain. <laughs> um, but I got off our stage and I was like, I did not give a winning performance. I know that I placed, I was confident in myself. I know I placed in the top five. I just don't know what position I am. I'm not first. I know that. And I was doubting about first runner-up. I was like, mm, I don't know. And of course, I got second runner-up. I got third place. So I was happy with my placement. And I said to, you know, everyone when they were saying that, I said, I'm, I'm happy and content. When I got off that stage, I did not cry at all. I was happy. Um, and it's the first time I felt like this in, in pageantry. Of course, you know, I've... <laughs> 
I've been a winner before. I've been on the international stage after like surgery as well. I mean, I traveled to Texas eight weeks after my C-section. So once again, major surgery, which people don't really put the emphasis on how major that is. Like you basically got your stomach cut open. Like <laughs> I had my stomach cut open that way and I had, you know, my hip, like I've got three massive holes in my legs. Like it is what it is. Um, <laughs> uh, but you know, like all that hard work, like for me, I was proud of what I did. I worked hard. I gave everything I could. If I was like, you should always take your feedback as well. So I watched my videos back from the finals, um, taking on the feedback from others as well. And I know the feedback for me was I looked like I was in pain, which I was. So <laughs> I thought I was asking it well. Um, but for those who truly knew me, they knew that I wasn't. Um, but if I had to rank how my stage and my or how everything went, I know the interview would have been my highest scoring round. And if anyone was watching this who was a judge of my pageant, I'd like, actually, no, it's not. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like, girl, you're wrong. Um, but from my personal feeling, interview would have been my highest scoring round. I absolutely smashed that. And it's not me being big-headed because I have I have talked to a couple of judges as well afterwards. I was like, how is it? <laughs> how did I do? Um, I felt so confident. I gave my answers. I gave everything I wanted to get across in that and more. So I was truly happy with everything. There were some hard questions in there, but I was happy with it. Then it would have been uh, fashion, then evening, then sportswear. Sportswear would have been my lowest scoring round. I know from when I watched, I wasn't truly comfortable with the outfit, and you have to be. Um, you know, I didn't like the outfit as much, but it was like, that was sportswear. I was great. It's great for posing in the mirror, little posing, little selfies. Um, but it wasn't for me staged. So I know next time if I was to compete, I would probably compete in shorts and a sports bra, maybe. Um, who knows? Um, but for me, it, it wasn't as comfortable as what it should be. I was worried about being see-through, like you'd think that me being in trainers would be the most comfortable round, but the trainers were tight. Like it was all a mess, <laughs> all a mess. Um, and that's where I wasn't smiling as much. Fashion where I loved it because it was a sassy outfit. I knew I could be sassy. I didn't hit all my sassy moves. And evening, I know that when I walked down from the stairs, I didn't stop and then walk. I literally started walking because that's what I usually do. Um, <laughs> but I did it. I did it. I placed third. Second runner-up, where my journey goes next, I don't know, but I am fundraising for sponsorship, which I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but it's completely natural to feel disappointed. It's completely natural, because, of course, there'll be girls that have worked so hard for this over the past two years, and you've got placements where you didn't place at all. And honestly, you should be so proud of yourself for getting up stage, for going through all of this through a pandemic and trying to navigate through things, especially if you had coaching as well, and most of it had to be online, you know, it's, it's hard, but also you take the disappointment, and take all of that feelings, and put it into positive energy, so for me, the next pageant I compete in, I know what I'm going to work on, and it's not being injured for a start, <laughs> you know, I already know what outfits I'm going to have, I know what's going to suit me, because I've changed my hair colour, so I know what I'm going to do, and I have events planned anyways, because I always have events planned, um, but ones that are true to my brand, um, of being a pageant queen, and then it's also as I said, you're allowed to feel angry and you're allowed to feel sad, but it doesn't take away, like, it doesn't take away your victory, like, whether you play, so that, that's your victory, that's your celebration, you may have given everything that you gave, but someone could have just been better in the judge's eyes, and it's no discredit to you at all, and that's what you have to think of, um, if you think of taking that into your next pageant and go, right, let me look back at this videos, let me get some professional opinions, talk about what I'm going to do next don't jump the gun and you know until you put your sponsorship down for a pageant that's when you're committing so you can see other systems watch their videos see you know hear about their experiences and then try and do it it's as I said, it's hard you'll find out more about loads of systems as well as you finish um 
people will always be telling you, you should enter this pageant, you should enter this pageant. And take those, take those suggestions and sit down and, and look at everything and go, okay, right, this is what I want to do. This is doable, this is not doable. If, there, if you get your feedback and it's like, okay, um, you're great at this round, but you need work on this, or, you, you know, this colour didn't suit you, you know, this is where you would hire a coach or hire a stylist, so hire a stylist, um, and there are coaches that do have stylists as well, like, as I think, you'd basically pick someone who you could um, look at your outfits and see what suits you and, and think of ideas and think of what would look good for you on stage and then do it. Coaching as well, if your interview was your weakest point, if you thought that you weren't as strong and some as you think, book in some coaching, uh, book in some walk coaching sessions, book in group sessions, go on the masterclasses. Like, of course, I'm going to say book with me um but there are so many coaches for different things and this is the thing with coaching it's a personal touch so you have to get on with your not get on but you have to gel with your coach you might have two coaches you might just have one you might have different coach with different elements of your pageant journey it's absolutely fine it's your pageant journey don't just pick someone because they're the popular ones um pick someone that's gonna suit you um but on to all of that if that's what you need to do, if you feel like that's what you were lacking, book the coach, search more on the system, figure out more of what you want to do, what you want to represent. Um, but remember, it's completely valid to feel these feelings. But don't put stuff on social media or, you know, spread rumours or, like, be really angry and like, I should have won this because... Because then that really hurts the winner as well. Um, as I said, like, I'm happy because... The people that beat me are incredible queens, you know? They're going to do incredible things. You have an incredible message. Annabelle, who's first runner-up, you know, she's stunning, you know? And she has a strong platform, and she does these incredible videos with her brother, um, the sign language, and, you know, our new first-ever UK's national Miz, Miz, get the zzz on it, um, Ray is absolutely incredible like stunning fit like she's gonna do so much and she did so much you know she's part of pageant con um she's fundraised for cancer research you know she's created a campaign of sort of time and as i said i took a step back from like looking at what my competition were doing um from a personal point of view but for sparkles and rhinestones i like to know all these things i love to know what everyone's doing i see all of it on social media and i know for me um i'm not angry about anything because i know that these girls work just as hard as me and that is what it is it's being happy for the winner and knowing that they have shown already that they have this and I knew that any one of us would be an incredible queen and any system would be lucky to have us. And that's what you had to think of. If you put that work in, you did that, you've set that bar and now you can improve on it. You can add different things. You can look back, reflect, adjust, listen to the feedback. Um, so <laughs> with everything, yes, competition can be very hard as long as you're prepping. Writing lists, very important training very important staying true to who you are most important um and finding a system that works for you so you know of course i competed in uk's national miss last weekend i'm also a massive advocate for yummy i absolutely love young europeans national miss like it's been a pageant that's been so good to me and i can't win anything else in it so i can't enter it anymore so other people win for me, please. <laughs> All my coaching clients are, yes, we would. Let's get the stage going. Let's go. You know, I've entered some incredible systems. And I will recommend some amazing systems, like, depending on what you want to do. Do you want to go to just the nationals? If you want just nationals, then you have, you know, Atlantic, UK's National Miss, Miss and Teen Pageant Girl. You have Teen Great Britain, you know. There's so many more pageants that you could enter if you want an international pageant. You have Yummy, you have Galaxy, you have Diamond, you know, so many more systems. IGM that are coming up um, and have an established internationals as well. That's most important. Um, natural Beauty have just had theirs. You know, if you want a pageant 
that goes, you know, to Europe or goes to Texas or goes to Bahamas, like anywhere it's going, like <laughs> I can help with that is, you know, but yes, anyone can help you that with discussing what your options are. But, you know, whether you want to try again, as I said, for me, like my wins, my biggest wins has always been on the second attempt. So who knows where this space goes? But honestly, enjoy that pageant experience. I really enjoyed this time, even though I've had so many things thrown at me. Um, <laughs> I know that I am proud of myself because I stood on that stage injured, but still rocking it, short hair, plus size. Let's break those stereotypes down. You know, looking at that top three, looking at the whole pageant in general, like breaking those barriers and breaking everything. So, long thing is now, I wonder if you're still listening to this right now. If you are listening, hey, 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 girls. Um, so, thank you so much for listening. There'll be lots more topics um, coming up. With this, uh, I just wanted to say, if you are looking to get that little pageant edge, I'll be releasing the Add the Extra Sparkle interview masterclass date soon for September and October, um, especially as we've had two winners uh we've had you know top three placements first runners up top 10 top 8 top 16 we gats it all um <laughs> uh also if you want to, in, to order those interview masterclass masterclass i'm getting more words mixed up the interview flashcards there we go they are 15 pound for 100 questions laminated so just drop me a message I'm so thankful I'm literally my next weekend is laminating them all for those who have ordered. And now that we're going to events, I'll be able to give them to you at events as well. So you won't even have to pay for postage sometimes. We always have the handbook for sale. That is always there. And of course, lastly, I do have a sponsorship raffle, I guess. It's a raffle going on at the moment to win six months free pageant coaching. This will be done virtually. Also, depending on when your pageant is, you'll be able to book in a face-to-face slot and that'll be at Swindon um, because that is my area of choice for training, where my venue is. Um, So yeah, six months worth over £400 and you can have it by yourself. You can share it with another queen, whether you have it every two weeks or whether you have three months and you both get a weekly session and then it goes to... um, two weekly like by like your pageant final depends on how long you have um but basically yeah six months five pound a ticket or ten pound for free entries uh that post is over on the facebook page and it's just a paypal poll and that is gonna be for my next sponsorship move regardless of the timing or how many people have donated it will be um drawn on the first of september to allow it to be fully used for like for, for example anyone in galaxy um coming up any november pageants uh yes uh but for now thank you so much for listening thank you for all the messages i'm now going to finally eat and try and catch up on all of my admin work will i get it done most probably not uh <laughs> but it's the thought that counts thank you all and keep sparkling